are two verses in the Bible that really articulates that fear does not come from God. Do you know which ones they are? I'm going to read the first one. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Bam. It literally says, For God did not give you a spirit of fear. That fear is not coming from God. Now, yes, there's the, oh my gosh, you're seeing, you're seeing a bear right now and you need to run. But that is not a spirit of fear. Spirit of fear is when it's like made up in your mind, right? The battle's in your mind. The second verse is 1 John four eighteen, and it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love cast out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Welcome back to The Liz Show. I'm your host, Elizabeth Lewis. We are finishing up the series, Pulling Up the Root of Fear. This is part two of a two-part series. I'll be honest, this is like my 19th time recording it. So we're going to get it done this time. I'm excited. Hopefully you're excited. Let's go to part A. There is no fear in love. We're going to be talking about three parts, but part A is there is no fear in love. Did you hear me? There is no fear in love and 1 John 4, 18 tells us. To get out of the bondage of fear, you have to do things the way God does things. Such an obvious statement, but it's one that's easily missed and we easily forget. If you want to break out of the spirit of fear, you have to do things the way God tells us to do things. That's the only way you can defeat the spirit of fear. You have to adopt a Jesus mindset too. You have to start operating in the mind of Christ and that's something you do have to learn. Remember, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, your dead man dies, hence what's dead man, and you get a new, you become a new creation. You have to learn how to walk in that creation. And if you need help learning how to walk in that creation, then you need to sign up for Kingdom Impact Accelerator, Mastering the Identity of Christ for High Performers. You can email me down below if you'd like to learn more about that program. I'll put it, the email address in the show notes. Let me ask you, what causes a person to have fear? Well, it's when he or she is not made perfect in love. And that is, again, part A. If you are not loved perfectly, then fear comes. The reality is God perfectly loves you. Did you know that? He loves you and his love is perfect. Man may not love you perfectly. And people in your past may have not loved you perfectly either. And you might have not loved people perfectly either. But that's okay. Because God's going to redeem it and he's going to restore it. But you have to do your part, okay? The question you need to ask yourself is, are you willing to receive that love? If you are, great. And that means you are going to have to work with the Godhead, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to renew your mind, to accept, think, receive, and embrace God's love for you. Which means you have to see yourself as God sees you. Make sense? You have to start to adopt godly self-esteem. Let's move to part B. Part B is perfect love, cast out fear. What do you need to do? Now you need to work on being or accepting perfect love. Until you do this, there will be a breach in the relationship at some level. And the breach will either either be between God and you, you and yourself, or you and others. And it can be all three. A lot of times it's all three. When there's a breach in a relationship, what do you do? Well, you have to restore it. And you restore and repair the relationships with loved ones, with God, and with yourself. Fear is a result of not being loved or accepted perfectly. There should never be fear in any of your relationships, especially romantic ones. If you are too afraid to say something, that's dangerous. 
Please also do not fear if you are loved or not by God, because I promise you, God loves you. And we read this all throughout the Old and New Testament. And the body of Christ also loves you. As a member of the body of Christ, it's important to remember that we are to love one another just as Jesus has loved us. If we can't agree on anything, let's agree on the fact that we love Jesus and that is what we should focus on. Plus, the fruit of the Spirit, one of the parts of the fruit of the Spirit is love. Now, in order to get healing from spiritually rooted diseases, you have to get reconciled in all three of those areas. And yes, the spirit of fear is a disease. God did not design you to have a spirit of fear. Therefore, it is a disease. I encourage you to check in with yourself in all three areas by using reflection through journaling. Really ask the Godhead to help you identify where is there a breach in a relationship with yourself, with others, or with him. Self-hatred, self-rejection would be yourself. Fear of man would be an example of others. And not believing God fully loves you would be an example of having a breach with you and God. And that those are just some. Those by no means is the full list. Let's move to reconciling with God and his love. First, ask God if you need to reconcile with him. Just pray asking. And if you don't get an answer the first time, just keep asking, keep praying, keep believing you will get an answer. If you do need to reconcile with God, you have to come in and repent that you've stepped away from God because God did not step away from you. It happens. Once you repent, it's water under the bridge for God. Secondly, you need to accept God as your heavenly father who cares for you so incredibly much. It's best to think of God as a loving, gentle, protective father. Now, maybe your earthly father was absent or he sucked. If so, I get it very well because my dad died when I was seven. And we know that if you had a tumultuous relationship with your dad, your earthly dad, then sometimes it's difficult to have a good relationship with our father in heaven. However, I want to be an encouragement that you can overcome this. To me, a biological or earthly father is like a mystical creature. It's like a unicorn. I do not understand the dynamics of it. I never had it. I don't get it. However, I was so willing to have God as my actual father that I worked on it and we healed that breach together. So God's going to do it with you. I hope that encourages you. God will love you in a way that you have never been loved before. And it's incredible because it's perfect. But you have to open yourself up to it. I mean, going to an analogy here, and it's kind of a far, far reach one, but just walk with me. Imagine if Tori's story was real and your mug was actually living. Terrifying, right? And every time you tried to pour coffee into your mug, it closed itself up. You would get a little frustrated, probably. Thank God God doesn't get that frustrated with us. So you have to be open. You have to be willing to receive God's love. And you have to understand the type of agape love that God wants to give you. I think that's really important. Hopefully that analogy works. It's a stretch. I'll admit it. Kind of came to me very last minute. Much of the spirit of fear is not having peace on the inside. Jesus says we have peace in him in John 16, 33. Therefore, we have to start participating in his peace by speaking the written word of God. I'm going to tell you that if you recite verses every single morning, and if you're really bold and brave, if you recite verses three times a day that center around God's love for you, you will radically change in a matter of days. It's insane. Now, one of my favorite verses for peace is Colossians 3.15, and it says, I let the peace of God rule in my heart, and I refuse to worry about anything. And then I add Philippians, what is it, 4.7, and said, I cast all my prayers to God because he cares for me. Also, 1 Peter 5.7 says the same thing. 
Remember, the word of God is how one has a relationship with Jesus. Getting the word into your heart is also how you have better discernment and how you can defeat the enemy because our only offensive tool is the word of God. A promise without discernment is still bondage. We have to discern and then do. James tells us in chapter 2, verses 14 to 26, that faith without works is dead. You have to start to put your faith into action. You have to come back into alignment with God, his word, his person, his nature, his perspective, his attitude, his wisdom, his love, and what he has planned for you. Notice how I never said you. I said God. The second part in part B is you need to reconcile with yourself. Perhaps you do not like yourself. Maybe you think you are too fill in the blank. And therefore, you're not worthy of accepting or loving yourself. Well, that's just nonsense. God created you in his image. If you struggle with self-esteem and seeing yourself the way God sees you, then I am going to encourage you to listen to the podcast that is How to See Yourself as God Sees You. It was released on January 9th, 2024, and it's about 25 minutes, but that can help get a start on that. Also, consider joining Kingdom Impact Accelerator because it will also talk a lot about self-esteem in that as well. But let me ask you, where do you need to forgive yourself? Where do you need to speak life? Where do you need to practice an unconditional love or self-care with yourself? You have to learn how to accept yourself in a relationship with God. You have to learn that dynamic of yourself. You have to work to get rid of self-hatred, self-rejection, self-bitterness, guilt, shame, and come back into line with who you are in the Father through Jesus Christ. And it takes, again, a renewing of your mind that God is going to do for you. You just have to work with him. The third part of part B is where do you need to reconcile with others? Bitterness is a principality of darkness. And when we hold on to unforgiveness, we are keeping ourselves in bondage with fear and nasty spirits. And the ironic part is only you have the key to let yourself out. Who in your past has victimized you? And who have you chosen not to forgive? And how can you change that perception to be like, man, that was the best experience ever? I know that sounds insane, but you have to remember a lot of your memories are, are delusional and are keeping you in bondage and they're not accurate. Your memory is not accurate to the degree you want it to be accurate. In fact, every time you remember a memory, you're remembering it based off of your self-esteem today, your core beliefs today, and your relationship with that person today. It's not accurate. Memories change. They morph. So understand there is a delusional aspect to your memories. I think this is why all throughout the Bible, God says to forget your past and move forward. Now, God calls us to live in peace with one another. When you choose to hold on to that grudge, that bitterness, more than peace, you're being self-righteous. Do your best to make peace with all. This is a requirement. This is something God is telling you you have to do. Now, continuing in part B, I also need to discuss the misunderstanding of fear the Lord. Because some people, maybe you, are afraid of God because of Scripture. There are 14 different Hebrew words and seven diff different Greek words translated into the English word fear. Don't you love the English language? Oof, man, so specific, so specific. When the word refers to fearing God, what it really has to do with is reverential respect. It's an honoring of God 
for who he is. Just like we are to honor our parents and have kind of reverence fear for them, it's the same. In part C, we learn that fear torments. And it's through the torment that produces many mental and psychological diseases. How many times have you had tormenting thoughts? I know I used to have so many, especially when I had anorexia. Man, every second was, I'm fat. I'm horrible. Even before I would wake up, I was like pinching my skin to see how fat I was. It was awful. It was torturous. Thank God I was broken free from such evilness. What one needs to do is identify what is tormenting them or what thoughts create torment. And then they have to grow their self-awareness, right? And then it's my opinion that Satan only has so many ways to torment us. This is why I get all my clients to do the what thinking trap is hindering your performance quiz. Because if you... If you study your life's timeline, and if you study your core thoughts, seeing as 95% of our thoughts are the same every single day, at some point you're going to get ahead of Satan's tactics and his patterns in your life. He's not very original. He's not very creative. He's been doing the same thing from the beginning of time. Now, God has given us 375 verses on fear to fight the enemy because the enemy does not have 375 ways of tormenting us when you boil down his tactics. He's going to lie. That's mainly his tactic. He's going to lie to you. He's going to pervert the truth. Sometimes his ways feel overwhelming and like he has so many tricks up his sleeve, but he does not. And you have to remember he does not. He does the same thing over and over and over and over again. Now, maybe you're asking, okay, Liz, what's the solution? Well, perfect love cast out all fear. So part D, I lied, there's four parts. He that fears is not made perfect in love. You have fear because you're in a breach somewhere in your relationships at some level with a parent, boss, teacher, pastor, spouse, your church, with God, yourself. The list could go on. There's a breach somewhere. And that breach creates a window of opportunity for the devil to come in. I think this is why Jesus says so many times to forgive quickly and do everything in love because he knew unforgiveness, hate, strife, all of that opens a foothold to the devil. This is why you're not supposed to go to bed angry. Let me read a short list of how fear can come in. It's so simple. I mean, it's 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 shockingly simple. Remember, anytime you feel rejected, that's an opportunity for fear to come in. And we see this in, um, I think it's Genesis 2 and 3, where Adam and Eve eat the fruit. So one example is it could be anyone who you did not feel safe with. It could be a person who did not cover you with perfect love, most likely because they did not know what perfect love was. Someone who failed to nurture you. Someone who did not forgive you. Someone who did not cover you when you were in a weakness or were struggling. Someone who led you to believe you had to be perfect or gave you performance love, meaning they retract their love from you when they didn't think you met their bar. Someone who put you down, a person who refused to kiss you, wouldn't hold you, wouldn't tell you that they loved you, wouldn't give you support, and so forth. Do you see how simple it is? Everything that has happened on the level where you are not made in perfect love or were victimized can cause an unloving, unclean spirit attached to you and will be there until you are delivered with perfect love. If you're not able to give and receive love, then fear is going to come. And it's really important you learn how to love the way that 1 Corinthians 13, 4, 7 tells us to. It's going to show up as anxiety, stress, worry, or sickness if you do not know how to love. We must learn how to love. Learn how to love. I mean, you know, we live in a society, especially in Western, in the Western world, 
in really in America, you know, we are so lucky. We're one of the, we are the richest country in the world. Um, and yet we have everything so twisted, so backwards. And we act like being tough is better than learning how to love and be gentle. And it's not hard to be tough. It's hard to love. We must learn how to accept and give unconditional love. And I encourage you to read out loud the amplified version of 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 every single day for the next 30 days to help you learn how to love and accept love. This is a challenge that I have my Kingdom Impact Accelerator students do because when you read this every single day for 30 days straight, it's insane how much better you are at loving. Now, the ultimate solution is restoration. Fear is a spirit and will continue to control your thoughts, both in the spirit and soul realm. But God's word has defeated that spirit of fear, right? So sometimes we need to stand up and say, in the name of Jesus, I command all spirits of darkness and principalities to leave now. You have no authority in me and I will not come into agreement with you. I break all agreements with the spirit of fear and all darkness now in the name of Jesus. Now, that was a lot. So what you can also say is, Satan, get behind me in Jesus's name. We see Jesus doing this to Peter in the gospel. Now, I encourage you to release your faith as God did through words. Christianity is called the great confession. We are supposed to speak it out loud. Next week, I'm going to read a handful of verses out loud to you. And I'm going to put all the verses in the show notes. It's going to be a short episode, but I want you to have a quick sword of the spirit for when you're struggling with fear, where you can either play this podcast episode that I'll release next week, or where you take all of those verses and you record yourself saying them, because it's more powerful for your inner man to hear those thoughts than for you to hear it through my voice. Your spirit man really loves when you recite scripture. I mean, faith comes from hearing, hearing the word of God, and it's more powerful when your inner ear hears you reading those words. So I will have that episode ready for you next week, and I will put all of those verses down below. But in the meantime, start really focusing on how you can start to receive God's love. Ask God, get in prayer, and let's pray real quick. Father God, thank you so much for this day. I just ask that you help every listener learn how to receive your perfect love. Open our eyes of understanding so that we can quickly and effectively receive your love, but also help us learn to love the way that you love. Grow us, prepare us, equip us, and help us to only do your will in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked today's episode, please leave me a review. That would really, really, really help me. And make sure you send this episode to one person. In the meantime, create a great day.